Welcome to Thirsty on Tune, where we drink wine and read webtoons. Hi, I'm your co-host Bronwyn, your webtoon obsessive, dopamine addicted, idiots in love, and slow burn sommelier. And I'm your co-host Chris, webtoons acolyte, enemies to lovers lover, and banter core aficionado. So pull up a page, pour yourself a drink, and let's dive in. You're thirsty on Maine, we're thirsty on Tune. Tune a very special episode. Yay! Who do we have with <laughs> us today, Bronwyn? We have, oh my god, so exciting, Meredith Moriarty. Hi, Meredith. <laughs> Hi, nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Oh, goodness, we're so excited to have you. <laughs> we had to bring on the creator of our hot pumpkin daddy. Oh my god, had to. That's definitely a thing. percent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. So we have a bunch of questions for you. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. I might have answers for some of them. Let's see Maybe. what it takes yeah. us. One or two? <laughs> One or two. We'll see if they match. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to get started, Chris? Well, I have a bonus question. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. Seriously, though, like, because I had to, and I'm very sorry in advance. How okay. many Sherlock Holmes jokes do you deal with on the regular? And are you a fan or is it the worst? <laughs> um. Well, uh, being that I've like been in my house the past few years, almost exclusively, not as many as you might think. Um, Fair. Uh, I do like Sherlock Holmes. In high school, I did have a history teacher who called me Professor Moriarty. Uh, and I, I was okay with it. It was cool. Awesome. Something. Um, my brother, though, when he was in that class, uh, one of his best friends was a kid whose last name was Holmes. So <gasps> that was yeah oh that's amazing what are the odds right the most perfect <laughs> friendship was born that day how many how many crimes have they stopped together and or caused? and or committed oh i was gonna say no they're probably more on the other end of the spectrum at this right, rate right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well uh, so how did you start in comics and how did you come to work specifically with webtoons uh let's see well I was doing comics as a hobby in college, um, especially my first year. I It was a rough freshman year. I very much retreated into my art, um, got very into actually making comics because before it was just kind of illustration for fun, you know, mm-hmm. and as I went through school, it was something I did uh, just as a way to de-stress, you know, decompress at the end of the day. And I, I joked that like, oh, instead of drinking, I did art. Uh, <laughs> so I had healthier. a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> and when I graduated, uh, I actually got my degree in information sciences. But I kind of decided that I really wanted to go more into the art end of things. <sighs> so I started pursuing that. Um, and in like the end, tail end of 2015, I actually started doing Third Shift Society. It was initially just a test, um, put it out there, see, see if anyone liked it. And I just did it as a page a week update webcomic for a couple of years until Webtoon reached out to me and they said, hey, 
we we really like what you got here. Are you interested in coming aboard? Um, I actually was like, oh, I don't know. I kind of want to go the traditional publishing route. So I kicked, kicked the idea around for like a year, honestly. Um, and then finally, I was like, you know what? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Which was good because it gave me more material to pull from when it finally did come time to do the the webtoon schedule, which is intense. (laughs) What does that schedule look like for you? Ooh, uh, (laughs) well, for me, quite honestly, I am I I do most of it myself. I know a lot of creators have, uh, if not full teams, they will like a, a writing and art partnership and the kind of uh, hire assistants. I recently was able to hire um, an inker. Her name is Alora. She is great. Uh, and I do have a team of flatters who help out. Uh, unfortunately, they are on a big project right now, which is like, oh, rough because it's the end of the season and I'm just oh, pushing through. Mm. So I think Webtoon generally wants to do um the production at the same speed that they're doing updates which is generally once a week mm-hmm. uh my process is very labor intensive uh, yeah. <laughs> so thankfully my editors have been a little bit flexible with me because I definitely take more than a week to get these bad boys done <laughs> yeah. yeah that does not surprise me given the the quality and the length of your right. updates oh yeah yeah, yeah. I honestly don't know how some people do it. Um, having huge, like eighty panel updates and all these beautifully rendered backgrounds and everything. I know a lot of webtoon artists use models and more power to them, but I just can't get it to mesh with my style. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah so I mean, like, I, I wish, I wish, but it's just I put it in there and it looks goofy, and I'm like, I, I, I got to trouble for this. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I was uh, when we when you first agreed to come on here, of course, I had to look up your portfolio and everything like this. Right. So Mm -hmm. it covers quite a range of activities, you know, from brain training books to cookbooks to puzzles. What like what was your process through here? What was your your um, kind of trajectory through that to hot pumpkin daddy? Well, I worked for a little while for a small publishing company and they mostly did puzzle books like, um, you know, crosswords and word searches and things like that, as well as some coloring books and uh, brain teasers. (laughs) The ones that were actually quite fun were, I believe they called them customer confusion. Um, So have you ever gone into like a dollar store and seen a coloring book that you look at and you think, oh, Barbie. But then it's like, no, it's Magic Doll Adventures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So we would, we would do those sometimes, which were kind of fun. Um, and and we, we had contests to see, like, who could get the first cease and desist for being too close. <laughs> oh, my God, that's Barbie. amazing. <laughs> that's so funny. I love that. It never happened, but... Um, I think my favorite, I didn't make this, but one of them was a the new Ice Age movie was coming out and we did Glacial Age. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my God. I always love those. Those are so fantastic. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So that is where a lot of the um, non-comic things come from. Uh, and I did a lot of web design with that job too. It was 
and and licensed characters. That was the other thing, like Hello Kitty, Lisa Ooh. Frank, Sesame Street. <gasps> Yay! Yeah, so I got to work with a lot of um, different brands, different companies there, and I definitely learned a lot. Uh, comics, though, is definitely my first love. I, I I love being able to do storytelling through a visual medium, and I guess you could argue that you know graphic design is the same thing, but maybe I just like to be a little bit more overt with the story. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's fair. Scratch that writing itch, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, I heard also through all of that research that you were a bit of a gamer. Um, are you a PC gamer or a platformer? And if you had to play only three games for the rest of your life, what would they be? Ooh, see, that gets into the question of uh, strong narrative versus replayability, right? Yes. Just tough. Um, yes. So I'll go, I'll go with the first part of the question first. Uh, I haven't actually, I used to do a lot of PC gaming, but now since I spend so much time working on my computer, mm-hmm. it's good to have that break, even if it's, you know, I'm still like staring at a screen, but staring at a different screen somehow that that physical separation from my my work screen psychologically. Yes. It does. Thousand percent. Completely. Yeah. So I have been uh ride or die for the PS4 for the past couple of years. High five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh geez, three games. Um one of them would probably have to be a Katamari game. Nice. I can play those suckers forever because you're basically playing against yourself. You know, yeah. it's like, how, how good can I get? How much mm-hmm. destruction can I cause in this town? Uh, <laughs> I want to roll up everything. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, I mean, story-wise, like Silent Hill 2, Ooh. one of my absolute faves. Terrifying. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, what else? I, I really liked Control. Did you play that? <gasps> control so much <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh so you did play <laughs> yeah, that's a real good choice <laughs> it it is oh that mid-century modern aesthetic yeah, yeah a little bit brutalist a little yes like- oh gosh like the the brutalism paired with the impossible space it oh it's glorious it really scratches the mitch there <laughs> yeah 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 I, I never even thought to normally brutalism is like eh, whatever you know yes exactly blocks uh, but when you have the like impossibly tall unfathomably wide it's ah so cool <laughs> it is cool it's very visually interesting yes yes which, which you wouldn't think of because it's just very much flat planar maybe some textures but somehow yeah it the, works the, the, the design of that game was brilliant yeah <laughs> just putting it out there truth <laughs> True story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what are some ups and downs of the webcomic format for you? Does it speak to you specific to your specific skill set with your background in education and information science? I guess the answer is sort of. Uh, <laughs> what, a, what a great answer. Um, I love sort of as an answer. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. When I was in school, we were starting to transition to mobile first development. Hmm. And boy, was I resistant. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe because my phone was always like a few generations behind. Um, 
but I, and I, I like my desktop PC. I like having the big screen. I like seeing it all stretched out before me, even two monitors. I like, um, so making the jump to a mobile first comic was a bit of a struggle. Uh, my editor definitely helped me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she, I, I am stubborn. I'll admit it. So she kind of had to like bash it into me. Like, look, <laughs> there are things you can do with a mobile format that you can't with a single page format. Please, for the love of God, embrace it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you gotta love a good editor. <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess shout out to, to Dane Broder. Uh, <laughs> go, go find on Twitter. The, the yes. rats are glorious. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, they were my they were my first editor. Um, yeah, so it was it was the challenge. Honestly, the comic had started off in a uh, a print format first. Ooh. So very traditional. Um, I, I even had it like laid out, especially for American comic book sizes. Um, use the templates and everything, you know, your bleed, your gutters, your whatnot. So it was quite a transition. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, oh, you can't just take the panels and plunk them all in. You got to do some cool stuff, do the magic and make it scroll. And oh, fine, 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 fine. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You've done an amazing job. I was going to say, you have clearly embraced it well. Yes. I have tried it. It's been a learning experience. So, so thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I honestly, when I'm, when I'm doing print comics, I like to play with breaking the borders a lot. Mm -hmm. So I try to just take that mindset and say, okay, you're, you're breaking the borders. You're doing cool things in the margins. Just go with the flow. And yeah, I think I've found something that hopefully works. Yeah, (laughs) it definitely does. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) It's actually one of the ones that I like the most in terms of that scrolling format. Really? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that is surprising. I had to be dragged there kicking and screaming. So, (laughs) Well, despite your resistance, you arrived. Maybe it took extra effort. I don't know, but it works. Yeah, it does. It does. Maybe once you get there, you're a convert. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, moving away from the comic for a minute, if you were to plan a perfect day for yourself, what would it entail? No holds barred, no cost incurred, go wild. Oh boy. (laughs) You know, honestly, I'm very lame. I would love to just go to a nice warm beach and just have a day to myself. No work, no phones, no computer. (laughs) That sounds great. Let's book it now. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yes. I'm not a Luddite. I do embrace technology for all it's good and evil. But sometimes you just want to get away from it all and sip a colorful, fruity drink on a nice warm beach where the water is clear enough that it could be in a bath. Oh, thousand percent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can we come? Yes. (laughs) Let's make it a trip. <laughs> on my my private uh imaginary island I yes it. i love it that sounds amazing <laughs> do, you have, do you have a book in the scenario are you reading or are you just like full zone out what's happening you know i have a book if i want it but 
I'm not committed to reading a certain number of pages or anything. It's very low expectations. If I can get a good zone out, Mm -hmm. I'm content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the book is like a side piece in the scenario. It's there, exactly. But, you know, <laughs> exactly. It's got to have some good cover art because it might just be face up, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> big enough so that if I like fall asleep with it on my face, it will shade me. I don't want sunburn. Yes, yeah, there you go. There you Planning go. ahead. I like it. <laughs> um. Okay. So if we're gonna come back from the beach, back to the story. What no, is your don't f- take me back. I know. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so we have a print form of Third Shift Society on the beach with us. Okay. (laughs) So what's your favorite part? Like, is it a character, a story arc, an image, a part of the creation process, whatever? What is it that brings you the most joy about Third Shift Society? Making my own self-indulgent storylines that other people are somehow on board with. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That is, I think, the best possible answer. Yeah. (laughs) That, um, the arc with the, I mean, I don't want to, I want to keep spoilers to a minimum in case people haven't read it yet and they're just coming to this, but the arc, uh, recently at the theater, that was totally, I I was thinking about it for ages and I was like, no, that's a little too, uh, a little too just like in my own head, just for me, no one's going to want to do that. And then as the, I was writing the season, I was like, well, actually, it kind of fits (laughs) You know, slotted right in there. A little bit of backstory, a little development. (laughs) Oh, we love it. We definitely love it. It was great. Thank you. Editorial didn't stop me. So that's all it took. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That is my whole MO for my whole life. FYI. If you're not going to stop me, then it's like, I'm good to go. (laughs) Same as, yeah, same as saying go. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it just always amazing me. I think like, is this too corny? Is this too schlocky? Is this a little too, I don't know, just, just too for my own edification. But it's surprising to me that most people are on board, like they're catching what I'm throwing. Um, and I think it is super cool. <laughs> There's a whole lot of us out here who are definitely on the same page. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know that you listened to our episode where we talked about this before. So you know how much we love the clothes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So talk to us a little bit about the sartorial setup in Third Shift Society. Uh, what was your your impetus behind the character designs? I am not entirely sure. Um, well, okay. So the one that most people talk about, of course, is Ichabod. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> Glorious. Icon, <laughs> right? <laughs> He's such a king. Oh, yes. Uh, with his design, it was very much about the silhouette. Mm. so something about the the pumpkin head and then like the lanky figure you kind of have this juxtaposition of um these straight hard angles with you know the pumpkin which is obviously round um there's a lot of mobility in the figure you so action scenes are fun uh (laughs) oh oh lordy um Hey, I'm hot in here. I didn't say what kind of mobility I was talking about. I'm just saying he looks flexible. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Uh, Here here I am talking about like the, the, about the character design dynamics of of smooth versus, versus ankled lines and 
<laughs> You're dragging me down into the I know, we absolutely <laughs> had to drag it down to Look. our level. I'm sorry. <laughs> we live okay. in the gutter. It's where we are. Comfortable town here. <laughs> it is. It is. We, we will make you feel nice, at home, I promise. Yeah, we made a l- nice little clubhouse in the gutter. <laughs> um, uh, but, but yeah, um, plus I... I love good tailoring fella in a suit. You, you right. can't resist it. <laughs> Genuinely. We couldn't True. and didn't. True story. <laughs> Plus clothes. I mean, they say so much about a character. I mean, you, you would definitely want to have, like I said, the unique silhouette, but mm-hmm. also they, the clothes obviously have to speak to what this character is about. So you can just look at them and say, you know, you get a read on what their vibe is, mm-hmm. what they're all about, because especially when you have a long form comic, if someone is just, jumping in you don't want them to have to do a lot of detective work to even divine who these like the the basics of who these characters are right. so visually that really has to be represented um at least to my way of thinking <laughs> yeah, that makes sense i think you've done a spectacular job with that each character has such a unique look and oh my god do i want ellie's entire closet yeah <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yes, yeah, she is like the queen of sweaters. Um, and I I share that affinity personally. Yes. Ditto. Like I want to dress like Maris. In reality, I dress like Ellie. <laughs> Honestly, same. Yeah. I mean, Maris is so fine. She is beautiful and I love mm. her outfits, but I just I would look like a child playing dress up in my mother's closet, gray hair and all. And <laughs> I'm all about Ellie's look because everything I wear is comfortable and could double as pajamas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, Up and, to and including suit coats. <laughs> with with her, I wanted to get across the sense that although she is technically an adult, she is not fully embracing that role in society. Yes. She's still very much growing into herself um, as, as a as a person, really. Uh, and I wanted that to be reflected in her clothes. So they're a little bit, I don't want to say like teenager, but they're not, you know, mature, powerful adult career women. Yes. <laughs> they're not business cash. No, they're not. <laughs> not ready for your high powered meeting. Okay. <laughs> no, but they're amazing. Cause you know, like yeah. we're adults now we get to decide what it means. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If, if I want to dress like a kindergartner that is my prerogative and honestly (laughs) kids today have much better wardrobes than i did these little fashion icons over here oh my god that is so true (laughs) i'm like looking back with my my mismatched polka dot leggings and weird frilly mini mouse tops and oh true look at at these kids over here hitting the runway it's true (laughs) my my nibbling baker is the best dressed kid I've ever seen. And I just remember being his age and I wore a marble bag as a hat. Cause I thought that was the height of fashion. So yeah. Right. Yes. It did not in fact have marbles still in it, but you know, yeah. Like we were back in the day looking like we got in a fight with a thrift store yeah, and, and these kids just like, you know, J J crew jr. Or whatever. Right. <laughs> Right out of the magazine. Pop collar, you know? <laughs> oh, so true, um, though. More style than I've had in my life. Yes. Yeah. And yes. swagger to boot. 
easy. Oh. It's easy at that age. The world is their oyster. It's true. It's true. <laughs> All confidence. No sense. It's the best. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All vibes. No sense. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, we need that on a t-shirt. <laughs> that could be a blurb for the show, to be honest. Definitely. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> When's the merch? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Working on it. <laughs> so do you read other webtoons? If so, do you have a favorite genre of choice or favorite one that you read? Oh, I'm a terrible representative of the corporation. I don't. Um... <laughs> okay. I, okay. Um, that is not to say that I do not admire the art and the work ethic of a lot of them. I have so much respect for my fellow webtoon creators, but I just like, I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have the time to get so invested in this. I do read a few web comics from um, actually like back before I even started webtoon and then, you know, you just kind of hang on to those ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Unsounded. Have you guys ever heard of that? Ooh, I no. don't think so. Are you it's by Ashley Cope. <laughs> Huh. It is. I I, I genuinely want to say it is an epic. It um has three print volumes already with Ooh. like fourth one on the way, and I think that is just book one. Oh wow! It is. Uh, let's see the a, a little thief girl and her zombie bodyguard <gasps> going across this fantasy land um they have like this very well-developed magic system in place it starts out as just this fun little tale between with this the the focus being on the dynamic between these two characters but then you start to get deeper into it it's political intrigue the symbolism oh my gosh you just look at the backgrounds on some of the scenes and there's like you go back and look and it's like oh my gosh and the, the mural and this panel, it actually foreshadows what happens to this character later on. And wow. it's so well thought out. Um, I think the author is a big fan of Melville, if I remember correctly. And it shows. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it is long. There's a lot of material. Uh, you will not run out. <laughs> Excellent. <And laughs> I, I am just so, so impressed with, uh, her dedication and the art is fantastic. And this, this is just me gushing over it. Oh, yeah. no. I don't <laughs> well, we don't do that at all. I don't know what no. you're talking about. <laughs> That's not the show, right? Sorry, no. I'll pack it in. Not the show for gushing. Come on. <laughs> I guess uh, broadening out a little bit, do you have any other kind of media recs for us? Since you don't read too much on Webtoon, what do you consume and enjoy? Um, let's see. Well, another webcomic I really like is Barbarous. Ooh, right. Which is the same writing team that I think did Lucky Penny. Oh, yeah. I remember Lucky Penny. Yeah. And it's uh, this wizard school dropout (gasps) going to work as an assistant superintendent at a strange apartment building. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, my God. I'm so in. (laughs) Yeah. That was a lot more lighthearted and fun. And then there's like a little bit of romance hinting Ooh. uh i you know what based on what you guys have reviewed in the past i think you'd like it 
Without <laughs> revealing too much, I think you'd be into it. I'm all the way in. All right. All Looking right. it up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, for, I like it. For more traditional published stuff, uh, Pluto by Urasawa. Yeah. Ooh. It's a reimagining, retelling of Astro Boy. Yes. That focuses um, at least initially on the perspective of a character that was not what was just kind of like a side character in the original, but he's like a detective uh, with Interpol and it frames it as kind of a murder mystery. Oh, that's wow. amazing. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it I'm is down. so well written. And I mean, I'm reading the translation, so I mean, perhaps the localization team too. Yes, <laughs> but yes, the the paneling is tight. All the panels they just work. There's nothing especially flashy about it, but you read it and it's like you're watching a movie. Ooh, oh, I, I used know. to love Astro Boy too. So, <laughs> yeah, yes, the, the, the tone is definitely different, but it it feels complimentary in a way because I think they're still touching on same, some of the same themes, but maybe with a more adult focus on them. Yeah. Hmm. That sounds yeah. amazing. That does sound yeah. amazing. Definitely recommend that. <laughs> All right. Well, I have legitimately written a list. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to share with me. Because... Yes. A hundred percent. In the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. So those are, those are some of my faves. <laughs> okay. So uh, now for the most unhinged question we're going to ask you. Yes, it is. Oh boy. We'll check that I am right. Uh, (laughs) How do you feel about our hot pumpkin daddy slash John Constantine headcanon? (laughs) Oh my God. I wish you guys could all see the look on Meredith's face right now. (laughs) For context, I think this came up on the the reg the talking comics show, not on um our episode. I remember. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So Um, the the context being, John Constantine does love to fuck monster looking creatures, Uh so we Uh figure he's not going to have any problem with someone with a pumpkin head. Uh huh. That's where it started. I don't. Okay, so you see, that was my question. I'm thinking (laughs) the circumstances. You know. Well, I mean, I can picture it, you know, John Constantine, he needs a little help. He's got something he can't quite solve on his own. He's looking for some outsourcing (laughs) and he finds himself on hot pumpkin daddy's, you know, front step. Ellie's out doing her own thing. She's probably got herself, you know, into a demon situation and some strange location out in the middle of nowhere because she's bumped into somebody in a coffee shop and now has to prove herself. (laughs) (laughs) Go to a third location alone without warning, as she goes. Right? Yeah, with my with my please murder me t-shirt. Yeah, right? uh, <laughs> See, that's where your brain went, Bronwyn. My brain went. John Constantine's probably like causing trouble. And yeah, uh, hot, hot pumpkin daddy is called in to like fix it. So it's almost like an enemies to lovers situation at first. I like it. See, I you know how I always go for an idiots in love, right? Yes. So <laughs> Is this going to be like the the doujin that I find at uh, at, a, at an anime con somewhere down the line? Thousand percent. You're gonna yeah. yes. You are absolutely gonna find fan art of this, and you'll know why. <laughs> so here's my thing. I'm not opposed to it. I'm yes! curious to see where this goes. Uh, I'm not sure how it would happen though. So I I leave it to um to to inventive minds. <laughs> 
Hey, oh, three, three, here I come. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm holding you to that, FYI. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to have to write it. All right, I'm on it. <laughs> Add to your calendar. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, this is kind of in keeping, but if you could work on a licensed property, is there one you wanted to get your hands on, like comics-wise? You know, contingent to that, is there one you'd consider doing a crossover event with, even as an AU with Third Shift Society? John Constantine. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> You know, licensed comics are tricky. Um, are. I have had people ask me about that, you know, like, oh, is it was it your, your dream to work on Spider-Man or Batman or whatever? And in a way, no, I, I not that I don't have franchises that I really enjoy, but there's almost too much baggage there. When you have so many writers who have taken a crack at it, you are having to wade through a lot of canon. Um I guess which is probably why they reboot it every few years. You know, we can keep track of it. <laughs> yes, thousand percent. Yeah. But Please. it's it's kind of like um getting your hands on someone else's code. You know, you can see why it works. You can sort of add on to it and maybe do okay, but you probably won't capture the original spirit of it. Mm. Uh and and maybe that's just a testament to to writers more talented than I who who they can pull that off and have like a fantastic run on on Batman or X-Men or whatever. Um, I, I I just don't know that I'd be able to do it. <laughs> I like that allegory to code, though. That's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's really good. <laughs> um, well, maybe that's because I'm terrible about commenting my code and this is my guilt leaking out. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. The Fair. deadlines are tight. <laughs> <laughs> totally <fair. laughs> No judgment. This is a judgment-free zone. <laughs> yeah. If I were, if someone said you have to pick a, a licensed comic, uh, gun to, to your head, on, you have to do it. You have to. You have to do it. Do it. Um, I don't know. Maybe something that does not have such a history and does not take itself so seriously. So something mm-hmm. like an Adventure Time. You know. Oh, that would be fun. Or even something from. When I was growing up, that maybe the the kids today don't have as much experience with. So, like like a Powerpuff Girls or something. Oh, amazing! Oh, you would oh, be amazing at writing. I would read that. I would read the ever loving hell out of that. <laughs> I feel like we haven't got a Powerpuff Girls reboot that that really does the original justice. No, we were going to have a Riverdale esque TV show, but that got canceled. <laughs> I saw the costumes for that and was very confused. <laughs> we were all confused yes yes did anybody see anything about the winx saga on netflix because no that was also confusing it's still on though like are they doing it are they making it it's done at least a season worth yeah yeah it's weird looking (laughs) did you watch it i want yes i did i did i couldn't not i loved the wings i'm so what did you think i didn't watch it it was not Okay, so I have to. Okay, I am not somebody. <laughs> yes, we're not fans of talking bad about things on the internet. That is a, no, for one, uh, definitely not. Show, but mm-hmm. also, I like. I'm not somebody who's like so in love with the idea of the canon that it has to be a certain yeah. way. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. like when things are they take a chance with the property and they want to bring it to a new audience. They want to do stuff like that. You know, like I'm like good for you if you can do a mm-hmm. quality job with that. You can establish the heart of a franchise instead of just the the 
paint by numbers kind of, you know, go nuts, right? Go nuts. And they went nuts. (laughs) (laughs) There were choices and they were made. (laughs) They were, yes, choices were absolutely made. And I didn't hate all of them. I'm not going to lie. There was elements Mm -hmm. that I was like, okay. For me, it was, it was like the true blood, you know, like there was the books and there was the show and never the twain shall meet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's totally possible to enjoy something for what it is rather than saying, if you don't hew closely to the source material, then it's garbage, you know? Yeah. Because it's a different creative team. There's different choices that are going to be made. Like you said. Yeah. I, I think that's fine. (laughs) <laughs> just it, it didn't have the same energy it didn't have the same feel it didn't have the same yeah. sort of colorfulness and the same mm-hmm. kind of you know so it it was very very thematically different mm. but I didn't I didn't hate it it just wasn't the original so then the, the question becomes if it was not advertised as in as uh the same property the same IP mm-hmm. as the original Winx if this was its own thing somehow that's its own IP would you have liked it better as its own thing? Probably. Mm. Now I'm going to have to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) You've done this. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I think it's it's interesting because it's like expectations really shape so much of how anything is received. And I think the same thing happened with, um, I haven't watched it yet, but from what I've heard, the Cowboy Bebop live action. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I haven't seen it yet either. And I I would like to, because I'd like to go into it with an open mind. I'd like to kind of leave all of the kind of internet response behind and then just go in and watch it, you know? Mm -hmm. But it it can't all be Heartstopper or Good Omens. Do you watch Heartstopper, (laughs) Meredith? No, I have been seeing so much about it though. And I honestly know, know nothing except that people are like having big feelings about it. Correct. I think you need to, for your, for your heart and soul do this. Yeah. If you need something to make you feel good, that's a good place to start. Just like it was, it was a comic first, right? Yeah. Yeah, It's an incredible, it's an incredible comic. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. And I was surprised. I was like, wait, it got got made that quickly and now it's out and it's a hit so fast. (laughs) It is. <laughs> yeah. It's it's crushing it apparently yeah. over at Netflix. And I'm very oh happy. Gosh, well, yeah. good for them. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. 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 Doing a doing great work over there. <laughs> I, I like to see web comics getting some yeah. legitimacy. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that is actually why we started this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because we thought it deserved to be talked about. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Right yeah. on, right on. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not all in the comic shop, you know. We we live exactly. in a digital world now and exactly. our comics live there oh, yeah. too. <laughs> exactly. And the accessibility is so much higher. Oh my god. And that's so important, you know? Ugh. For better or worse, uh, um yeah. when it comes to procrastinating. Yes. <laughs> oh my oh, I had such a problem when I first I mean, not that it yeah, okay, stop giving me that look. You know I still have that problem. But- <laughs> That implies progress has been right. made. What was that? <laughs> like, I used okay, to guys- do drugs. I still do, but I used to as well. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, she okay. had a problem. Now she's just accepted that this life and continues to do it without having a problem with it. Exactly. Right. You guys didn't have to come at me so hard. <laughs> you know, they say it's only a problem if it interferes with your life. If you decide does, this is doesn't. my life, then it doesn't interfere. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> I love this reframe 
Reframe. It is, is a webtoon's life and you're just living in it. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I shudder to think how the therapists out there are, are reacting right now. We have one on screen. We're good to go. And um, I am hearing you use therapy terms, but I'm watching you use it to deny reality. <laughs> and this close to winning therapy. I can feel it. <laughs> It's but, not a competition, but we're winning. Yes. <laughs> Too much reality somewhere. Of and I, just, anyway. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> do you, uh, do you have any comfort reads things you kind of go back to when you're, when you're needing a little dopamine hit? Comic or. Not. Oh, you mean like all the time? Um. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're anything like us, <laughs> which I kind of get the feeling like you might be. <laughs> I mean, I, I watch the news, I see the state of the world and I decide, no, that's not for me. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Facts. Yes. What is it you say, Bronwyn? Too much reality? It's not good that's, for the mental that's health? That's my delicate balance. There it is. <laughs> Boy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I Have you ever read anything by John Belairs? No. I don't think so, no. Do you remember a few years back, there was... I believe it was a Jack Black movie, The House with the Clock in Its Walls. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The original book was by John Belairs. Yeah, he was a librarian uh, <laughs> who wrote spooky kids books that were I fantastic. Love spooky kids books. Yes. Um, they are. So there's a few different characters. That one is, uh, I think they're all set like in the 1950s. Um, that one is like a a chubby uh, preteen boy who his parents die in a car accident and he goes to live with his uncle who, and he finds out that the uncle and his next door neighbor are a, a wizard and a witch. (laughs) Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. There's all kinds of like spooky magic and it's very, um, it's very slow burn for a kid's book, Hmm. which I find interesting. It's not like, Oh, this all happens in a week. And it's like, no seasons pass. And there's this slow creeping dread. Ooh. Uh, Which again, different for a kid's book. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds amazing. Yeah. So I'm loading it currently. Yeah. Right. (laughs) They're, They're very much, um, a product of their time. I don't think there's any like overt racism or anything, but it's definitely not like diverse, but it is like the, his best friend in later books is a girl who's like very sporty, uh, a tomboy, but she is kind of not fully confident and comfortable with herself, which I think is very relatable uh, <laughs> even today. Yeah. So I, I really like them, even though they're kids books, definite yeah. comfort read. Oh Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. As far as, as media, um, geez, Cowboy Bebop, like we were talking about before. Yeah, um, excellent. Yes. Fooly Cooly. Oh my God. Ooh, yes. Fooly Cooly. I haven't <laughs> seen that in forever. Um, me neither. I, I haven't watched the two additional seasons, I think. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The I first don't, one I was just so indicative so of a very specific time. Yeah. It's so true. It just it brings you back. Uh, you got everyone on the message boards because that's what it was back then. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I think we're dating ourselves. 
approximate age. Five. Yeah, right. Uh, it's a message board. A message board is like Discord, but harder to use. <laughs> okay, when Discord came out, was anyone else like, "This is just AIM"? Uh, but- <laughs> it, it's like AIM. If AIM was also a message board, and was I thrilled that we were going back to it? Yes. <laughs> I was like, finally, something that makes sense to my brain. Amazing. But it was like, oh, this is a, this new thing. This is so exciting, revolutionary. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. it's not, but I'm glad you're happy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, kids, it's the same. It's the same. Honestly, it's been the app that's been the most easy to explain to my parents, though. I'm like, you remember message boards? It's that again. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that, but more. You have yes. a vague memory of IRC? We're back. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> More gifts this time. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And gifts are life-giving. Yes. Thousand yes. percent. Especially now that we have Shits Creek. Oh. <laughs> Just like communicate entirely through gifts. I have occasionally oh, yeah. said I wish I could send gifts directly to people's brains when we're talking in person. And people are like, you have expressions. Why why do you need it? And like, no, it's not the same. I can't. Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. not. I know I'm working desperately hard to establish my own face into that you know, the little girl who's eating the, um, uh, oh my God, the sponge sugar on a stick. What is that? Uh, candy. candy? Thank you. Cotton candy. Yes. Oh, candy floss. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Canada, Canada style. <laughs> and she's eating it at like a game or something. And there's she's, she's in the stand oh, and she's yeah. so excited. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and that was really good listeners. You can't see it, but it was very accurate. Bronwyn also does the meme of the dog very well. You oh, know, yeah. the one Bronwyn, please illustrate for our guests. Walk time? Yay, my favorite. <laughs> I, for a minute there, I thought you were going to do this is fine. Uh, yeah, I know. That's my energy that I bring. This is probably a tough conversation to have in, in an audio meeting. I know. I, all the they're like, what is happening? They're used to it. It's fine. I was going to say. <laughs> this is the part where they turn it off. Yeah. This is the unhinged area. <laughs> oh, but I'm sorry, Chris. You were saying about uh, the message boards. For Fully Cooly. Oh, I was. I'm so sorry. Oh, I was saying the message boards were in love with Fully Cooly. I remember that. They were obsessed for a while there. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's so good. It's, so good. it's, I mean, a coming of age story with robots. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And things that come out of the forehead. Exactly. <laughs> the, the symbolism, it ain't subtle. No. But it's there. Yep. It is a very yep. specific, weird sensibility that I feel like doesn't exist in things anymore mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it was a snapshot in time yeah, yes. I miss it I miss oh weird. and that pillow soundtrack so good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god now I'm gonna have to go back and find that <laughs> yeah, we're gonna watch fully cooly tonight <laughs> there are worse ways to spend an evening <laughs> well this, this is true that is a true story <laughs> oh also sailor moon yeah oh my god yes <gasps> okay <laughs> So was some of the impetus for uh, Ichabod's clothing then uh, tuxedo mask? <laughs> Just like, let's own that suit life. <laughs> oh, no, no. I thought tuxedo <laughs> mask was a little lame. Oh, he was lame. <laughs> he, he did nothing. He's just no. like throwing a flower and like Taking giving someone a scratch long I enough know. to give Sailor Moon a pep talk. Right, just like, like a man to show up and do nothing and then take credit. Yeah, <laughs> come down here and help. Maybe I always like throw Malachi a better. chair. I don't know. Yes, I, I liked the Sailor Stars better. I was like, in what world do we not end up like falling for Seiya? <laughs> like, come yeah. on. 
oh, I should have known earlier on that I was trans because Sarah was my favorite character. The, the <laughs> woman that came to Earth and became a man. <laughs> the English dubs for Sailor Moon in the later seasons, boy, yes. they really... They were like, whoa, this is gay. Let's not. Let's yeah, not they wrap the themselves know. around the axle trying to uh, not acknowledge that. They're cousins, yeah. I swear. Yeah. Oh, God, they're cousins. <laughs> they're, they're roommates. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, dear. Yeah. I, I don't think the English dub ended before the stars were even introduced because they couldn't even, they could not make it not gay. Um, right I don't think the English dubs got there I don't know I only ever watched subs so <laughs> I, I watched the English dubs first because I watched it very little and then mm-hmm. as I got slightly older like a teenager I watched the, the actual you know subs and it was oh glorious you know I want to say they might have they might have got there in the English because yeah. I, I want to say that it was on Toonami or something mm-hmm. and yeah I'm yeah I sure. think they might have done yeah, I think they might have got the English dub. I as as much as people rag on the English dub, and, and probably rightly so, it holds a dear place in my heart. It's cute. <laughs> it's just like so dramatically different that when you watch it and then watch the other, you're like, oh my god, this is not the same story. <laughs> it's it's That's almost true. like Power Rangers level of oh, we had the pictures and we just added different words. Exactly. Yes. We just kind of figured it out our own selves. <laughs> Well, it was creative. Oh, yeah. I love <laughs> it. it. I love it. <laughs> oh, I love it. So we talked a little bit about the comment section. Mm. How much of that do you engage with? Like, do you read them? Do you have a favorite comment? Do you like? Oh, God, if I say I have a favorite comment and I'm going to be getting like 25, 30 of those. <laughs> like, the, the <laughs> Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> um not fly too close to that flame <laughs> that is fair that way lies madness <laughs> right i i do uh read the comments um for the most part after the first week unfortunately the spam bots come in and then it becomes a little rough <laughs> but it, like the first week or two um after an episode is posted i do read the comments i do sometimes go in and shit post a little bit <laughs> yes do you oh i'm so going back and looking for that <laughs> mostly just like where people are like oh my gosh what's gonna happen i just be like they did <laughs> <laughs> i love that oh my god just, you know taking the piss out of my own stuff i i never want to be mean to to a reader i everyone no. has their own opinions and even like critical comments even if I don't agree with it I you know I, I try to hear them out and see where they're coming from and just be like hey you know uh if it's not vibing with you I can respect that something for everyone yeah well, exactly. especially on this website there's like a million oh, God. Uh, <laughs> but yeah I do I, I, I do read honest. the comments I do read the comments um I don't know. Sometimes they make me laugh. Uh, sometimes they make me laugh because someone says something and I'm like, this was clearly written by a 12 year old who did not understand the double entendre they were making, but that's fine. Uh- <laughs> yes. I love that. Amazing. Yeah. I've never understood the particular urge to write negative comments. Like it- I just, I don't, I guess I just, that's so not me. Mm-hmm. I-, I know that that's a lot of people and, and you know, what I guess, whatever, floats your boat but I'm a fan of if if you ain't hurting people go too. yeah but when you're putting negative energy out into the world you're hurting people like you have to know that that's a 
going to be a factor. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, we have a rule on our show. We only talk about the things we love. And sometimes we vaguely hint about things we hate, but we never say what they are. Yes. <laughs> Because they might be somebody else's favorite. And, you know, (laughs) exactly. exactly. That's when we stop the recording and then tell people what we really. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just, it doesn't add positively to the world and there's enough shit out there, you know, (laughs) we don't need to add to that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, I try, I, it's tough, but I try not to take it too personally. Um, Yeah. I feel like a lot of the readers are kind of on the younger side Yeah, and all the media that they have grown up engaging with has primarily been produced by these big content houses, you know, your, your Netflix, um, Disney, Hulu, whatever. Mm-hmm. So there is this presupposition of whether they are consciously thinking of this or not, that it's all some big faceless corporation that mm-hmm. pumps these things out. And so they're fair game to criticize because any sort of creative energy put into it has been filtered through the, <laughs> the corporate hive mind mm. to get what you what you then see um yeah, that's fair. with with webtoon you know not the case <laughs> this is very much each creator's uh labor of love and i think it's just that they, they don't know quite how it works um mm-hmm. and also this this instant gratification, yeah. this, uh, this, the normalization of being able to watch something, immediately react, get feedback from a community who is doing the same thing. You know, you can talk about how good it is, how bad it is, whatever. And it just kind of stays mm-hmm. within that, that community of fans and never necessarily gets back to the creator. Yeah. Yeah. But here in this platform you um the creators are very accessible i think a lot of them do read comments Mm -hmm. so which is tough for for some of them um i know there's some comment sections are very rowdy (laughs) yeah let's put it that way but yeah it, it helps to remember that not everyone is coming at this with fully developed emotional maturity and having a little bit of understanding on your end for that and not taking it too personally, I, I think is what you have to do. That's such oh, a good point. That is about, so great. Right. I think about like the way I consumed media as a teenager and how mm-hmm. personal it all felt mm-hmm, to me mm-hmm. then. Like I, Oh, I definitely wrote a fan mail to an author one time that I still cringe about now because it felt so like personal, like we were having a conversation and there was no acknowledgement that this other person also had feelings because you can't, you just can't do that as a teenager. It's not there. Right? Yet your brain yeah. is undercooked, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> Definitely. It's true. You don't have the cognitive capacity for that level of thought. Not, yeah. You know? yeah. The idea that your thoughts may not be wanted by other people, just not there. It's so not. <laughs> but also like the content platforms that exist now really encourage yeah. the development of parasocial relationships yeah. as true. a means towards engagement. Yeah. So when when you have that, it demands in a way accessibility of the creator. True. Especially if you're not, you know, a a huge influencer who's just like, whatever, I have a mansion and a Bugatti, I can do what I want. Um (laughs) you don't have a mansion on your webtoon salary. (laughs) I don't think the square footage is enough to qualify as a mansion, no. 
well, no. <laughs> but yeah, it it creates an interesting dynamic. Um, I personally like that the fans feel so comfortable reaching out and and being so interactive. I think that is really rewarding. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that puts the impetus and those who are engaging with the media to be mindful of yeah. uh, that there's a real person behind it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's a fantastic reminder. And like you've got a lot of people engaging with your media. Like I was looking at the numbers earlier today and you have over a million, you have like 11 million views and hundreds of oh, thousands. Dang, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a lot of people out there consuming your particular brand of media. So um <laughs> you may not have a Bugatti, but I think you might consider yourself an influence. <laughs> mm. A dollar for every one of them views. <laughs> I honestly try not to look at the numbers. It, yeah. You get too hung up on metrics and you start it's true. worrying about it and freaking yourself out. <laughs> I said nothing. There was nothing. <laughs> okay. You could just be like I me see. and not understand numbers that are over 10. And you're fine. I mean... <laughs> Like conceptually, though, you can't you can't really, you know, if, if you go in a room and say, oh, there's 11 million M&Ms in here. It's like, OK, a lot. Yeah. Hope you're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> right. Literally, when uh, when uh, Bronwyn tells me like the metrics for this show, I'm like, cool. So more than like a dozen people listen to it. OK, I got it. <laughs> Beyond that, my brain can't. Basically, it's not just our friends. Yeah, Yay! So you're saying Yay! a couple of strangers. I got yeah. <laughs> hey, in in this day and age, that's all you can ask for, right? <laughs> right. We do. Uh, we try not to get too hung up on it, right? You know, yeah, we're just having yeah. a good time. Literally, exactly. can't even conceive of it. So, we're <laughs> and that's that's like the attitude that is most helpful. It's like we're, we're just having fun here, man. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what we're happens saying- when you get a webtoon addiction? You talk to your bestie about how much you love your webtoons and then you start recording it. Sometimes <laughs> you put it on the internet for other people to hear. What happens when this? you read webtoon? You get drunk in podcast. <laughs> That's a gateway it to is. drunk podcasting. It's true. That is a true story, folks. <laughs> webtoons, uh, the gateway drug. <laughs> thousand percent. I'm into so, it. It's much healthier than politics. <laughs> Oh, isn't that the truth? You might have more influence over it, honestly. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. Anyway, so let's talk about tropes. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Uh, (laughs) That was a smooth segue. Wait, what? What? Extremely smooth. I loved it. Politics? No. Tropes. No. 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 (laughs) Bad podcast. We're not talking about this. So we talk a lot on our show about our favorite tropes. Do you have favorite tropes either to read or to write? Ooh. Um, you know, one I remember you mentioning uh, on on the episode you actually did about third shift. Uh, not to not to be too navel gazing listening to the, the podcast about my own comic. No, I uh, love that. I'm <laughs> delighted. It we are legitimately so delighted. Exciting so exciting. Yay. <laughs> I just was into the vibe. Uh, <laughs> Yay. I like the energy. 
Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> the the found family trope. Mm, yes. I really do like. Uh I think that is I, I know you're talking about it as um kind of one inherent in in queer media and the queer experience. Mm-hmm. Um personally I have n- no um real life experience with that. Uh but I do think there is some overlap with like the millennial and Gen Z experience in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just Absolutely. because as as generations, we are very mobile. We um, we value our, our friendships. Not, not to say the other generations don't, but I think economically, because of where we've ended up, we have not very many of us had the opportunity to form these nuclear families in the suburbs. And so our, our networks maybe are a little bit less rooted, but more branching. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's a beautiful way to put it, actually. I really like that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. The wheels turn slowly, but they do turn. Um, (laughs) Oh, I feel very seen. (laughs) (laughs) And also the willingness, I think, of people to say that it's okay not to engage with people who are related by blood, but maybe are toxic. Yes. Mm -hmm. And to say, like, look, I'm going to find other folks who, whose ideals, whose uh, morals, whose goals in life more closely align with mine, and we we will support each other. And what else is a family, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, ideally, in the same direction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love yeah, that. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So I do. I do like that trope. Um, gosh. Hmm. What else? Um, all I keep thinking is a friendly neighborhood vampire because I used that line recently. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Oh my God. I wish there was more of that to be honest. (laughs) Simon Simon is glorious. I was going to say Simon (laughs) is definitely a friendly neighborhood vampire. We love it. Yeah, also, I always I'm think of him lie, as like sad vampire dad. Um, <laughs> he is a sad vampire dad. You're right. Oh my god. I do have Hopefully like a not whole... sad forever though. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a whole little spin-off series I kind of want to do about him, but I don't know if I'll get to. Oh. <laughs> I now I'm just the gif of like take my money. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like this very vampire-centric mystery where you start to get into the the society of it all and of like vampires in particular who I'm kind of envisioning is like very stodgy, very like codified social norms and set in their ways. And then having to kind of penetrate that in order to solve a very immediate problem of anyway, no spoilers. It's it's just thematically exploring these ideas. I am so excited about the idea that I couldn't even come up with a joke when you said penetrate. So I am. <laughs> well, you know, it's very appropriate for vampire stories, mm-hmm. right? True. It is true. <laughs> like that's why they were big in Victorian times, because it's yeah. just yep. a metaphor for sex. <laughs> it sure is. Sure is. Yep. But you know what? It, it slides right nicely into that whole found family thing. <laughs> hey, yes. I see you. I see you. <laughs> it, it sure did slide for <laughs> Right what? into those DMs. It's uh, not my fault. <laughs> you said it. 
<laughs> but like with the whole non-traditional family, you know, with the yes. Yeah. You know, coming from something that is so sort of exceedingly traditional and, mm-hmm. and straight laced and things like that into the, yeah. into a more non-traditional family unit or mm-hmm. a group of friends or something like that. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think um, I remember before you mentioning like relying on the community, mm-hmm. doing research. I don't know. There's a trope name for that, but yes. the I, I do love it when it's like, <laughs> they actually have to do research. I love yes. that. Go yeah. to the library. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Love it. Makes me so happy when there's a hot librarian involved. (laughs) Librarians are secret rebels. They are. Or not Mm -hmm. so secret. Yeah, I was going to say. Or not so secret. People who don't know. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. They are. We love librarians. Yes. Much respect. (laughs) Indeed. Okay. So back on the unhinged train just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, all aboard. <laughs> okay, excellent. <laughs> other than pumpkins, what other produce do you think you could make sexy? Radishes? I don't know. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you and Katie Cook, okay. <laughs> sexy radish mama? <laughs> I don't know if I read it somewhere or if it was a something that I came up with, but something about an onion night. I, oh, I, have you ever no, heard? Of, I have heard of onion night. Why yeah. have I heard that? Why is that so familiar? Yeah. No, it is. Little, like, this little is onion going on an adventure. And he has like a helmet and like maybe a, um, a spear. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. Oh, yeah. that is familiar. What is that? So familiar. Listeners at us. What is that? Yes. <laughs> Do you know what this is? <laughs> Is oh, there's, there's an onion night in Final Fantasy. I but was it's just, just gonna say, but that's just the. Um, I think that's the character class. There's it's also a job class. Yeah, a reference to uh, a character in the uh, Game of Thrones mm-hmm. world. Dark, Dark Souls. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There are there are vegetable nights in um, in Dimension Twenty. Nice. I know they are great, <laughs> but I don't remember a specific onion one. Unless I'm totally forgetting. I'm sure Onion Night is out there somewhere. Onion Night, as we all frantically Google. Right? <laughs> Maybe Onion Night exists within us all. Maybe. It's, <laughs> Maybe it's like a, a collective mnemonic phantom shared yes. amongst the human psyche. <laughs> 100%. Onion Night was the friends we made along the way. Right? <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> God, <Onion> yes! <laughs> <laughs> I have a third season I need to write. I'm not <laughs> ruling it out. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, nice. there we go. Yes. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> you know we're gonna scour every background piece in every episode <laughs> upcoming we're for the out tiniest our, like, reference to onion. We're it. <laughs> It'll be like in a poster in the background or something. Zoom in, enhance that image. I recognize it. <laughs> oh, oh god you know you'll break me if you do that though right yeah, i mean i'm not saying don't do it i'm just saying that yeah. will be a consequence <laughs> we've been broken before so. okay <laughs> it's all good all right good to know i won't feel too bad about it then no 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 definitely don't. Okay. no no it's okay we didn't get into this game to not be constantly broken by the yes. media we consume <laughs> 
three or four times a day. <laughs> exactly. Depending on how much time I have to read. Yes. 100%. So, yes. Webtoon is a way of life. Oh my God, it is. <laughs> it, it's, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. No, I am not. You're right. I'm, I'm just embracing it. I am right. no. There is no problem. We, we are in denial now of the problem. That's where yes. we landed on that. Yes. Let's not forget. It's important. You're right. <laughs> not just a river in Africa. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, oh. Such a dad joke. That's a groaner. I, I loved it. I, I love loved it. it. Yeah. This is a good safe environment for a dad joke. <laughs> I, I literally have a sticker on my computer that says I keep my dad jokes in my database. So yes. Oh, oh it hurts. Oh, <laughs> My last round through Gish, we had to tell dataist jokes. <laughs> yep. Died. <laughs> it was Put it great. Urinal, stick it in a museum. <laughs> I have been working slowly on learning a bunch of queer dad jokes and making this like my brand. Nice. So, this has been my effort lately. <laughs> I am on board. I only know chemistry dad jokes. <laughs> and apparently data is ones. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so two chemists walk into a bar. The first one goes up to the bartender and says, I'll have a glass of H2O. Second one says, I'll have a glass of H2O too. He didn't make it. Mm. <laughs> mm. Careful with your formulas. <laughs> I've got to, I got to give you my favorite one that I've heard lately then. All right. Okay. Why are there pop tarts, but not mom tarts? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Why? Because, because of the pastriarchy. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Bad. I hate myself for how much I love that. <laughs> I want you to know I'm slowly radicalizing my young nibblings. So I taught my 10 year old nephew that, and I was like, go for it. Make this joke to other children. Yes. <laughs> Oof, that's going to be a note home from the teacher. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure it's not the only thing I've taught that child that resulted in a note home. The other day I was informed he was ranting about not wanting to say the pledge of allegiance because that is, is just not representing all people. And I'm pretty sure that was my fault as well. So. I love it. Next up, questioning the breakfast industrial complex. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Corrupting okay. the youth is my main goal in life. So exactly. <laughs> it's all capitalism and capitalism is bad. So mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. no ethical consumption. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <sighs> Do you have any? Were Sorry, go ahead. Chris? The same question. Yes, sure our were. thousand sure percent. We were. Were. Yep. Uh, <laughs> is there anything you want to plug to our listeners? Anywhere they should look you up and find you, other than our webtoons, of course. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, Sorry, I don't even remember my own social media. This is kind of like looking it. up your your own phone number, right? Yeah. Um, exactly. I'm on Twitter at Meredith Draws. Nice. Uh, and what is my Instagram? I think my Instagram is just my name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm terrible at updating 
social media stuff. That's yeah, it's just Meredith Moriarty. Yeah. Rad. Excellent. Oh, I have 99 <laughs> new followers. Cool. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <congrats>. <laughs> I'm so good at social media. <laughs> No, I just I I I draw the pretty pictures and I go home. They are very no, never mind. I stay home. Pictures. I work from home. <laughs> <laughs> but they are incredibly pretty pictures. They are oh, pretty thank pictures. you. They made us pumpkin sexual, which is I think hard to do. <laughs> right? Exactly. Instantaneously, it was instantaneously. Yeah, I, I guess never uh, underestimate the power of a confident manner and a well tailored suit. One thousand percent. Why is life advice being given here? <laughs> it's true. I mean, honestly, that sums it up so nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts for us? Anything you'd like to share or promote? Um, well, right now, uh, I am I'm working on the last couple episodes of the season. I'm so overdrawing skeletons. Why did I draw so many skeletons? Next time you guys are just getting one big skeleton. And you're going to like it. <laughs> I love yeah. a giant kaiju skeleton. Yeah, <laughs> right. Can Ellie punch its head off? <laughs> she might need a ladder. She's not very tall. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not shoulders. Exactly. Tag team it. Um, but yeah, so that's coming soon. Um, thank you for being patient with me. I, oof, I'm struggling a little bit, but I'm, I'm, I want to make it good. I want to make it good for you guys. Yes. So uh, absolutely, yes. look look forward to that. And um, yeah, I guess everyone just just be good, be kind to each other. Yes, <sighs> yes please. We could use yeah. some of that. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and yes, stick with Third Shift Society, and it will be absolutely worth the wait. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it was a delight to talk to you guys. It was so much oh, fun. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you taking the time and we have been, uh, had an absolute blast. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely <Wonderful>. made my day. <laughs> <laughs> right. well, I look forward to listening to uh, future episodes. Oh, Yay. Thank you. And where can our listeners find you, Bronwyn? You can find me on all the things at Shiny Baby B. I mostly live on Twitter, where I usually am tweeting about what I'm reading, because I'm always reading. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at The Myth of Psyche, where I tweet about feminism, psychology, and also what I am reading. <laughs> and you can find me also on Gotham Outsiders, a podcast talking about queerness and feminism in the Bat family with my co-host, TJ. And you should also be checking out our parent podcast at Talking Comics on Twitter, or you can email them at podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. And if you want to uncork more web comics goodness from our show, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Thirsty on Tune, where we should be reading, drinking, and being nerdy. <laughs> <laughs>